0: Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you for joining us. This is a verse by verse edition with Rick Maynard. It's where we just dive into the scripture. We just get deeper and deeper, reveal God's truth as it applies to our lives and what it's saying in the word as well. So we hope that you join us, that you enjoy that, that you're getting into the word. Before we dive into 1 Kings, we want to say thank you for listening, like, share, and subscribe to the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. Hey, it'd be a great holiday gift for someone. The, the the Grace Point Daily Podcast. So, Rick Maynard, thanks for coming on once again. Thank you. It is the holiday season. It is. Coming upon us, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So, I figured I'd celebrate our show today drinking a holiday limited edition of Mountain Dew. A merry mashup.
1: You think that's any
0: different than normal? <laughs> uh, slightly. Slightly have, different.
1: but Should have some peppermint in there or something
0: see how that goes i don't care they just got to put the words mountain dew on there and i'll buy it yeah i'm a sucker they got me roped in
1: i usually if i drink mountain dew i'm not a big i'm a pepsi guy so you know i like pepsi yeah but (laughs) if i drink mountain dew there's some things that just go down almost too easy because it's like every time I turn it up, I drink half a can, you know, <laughs> and it it just goes too easy, so I would drink way too yeah. much of it if I was actually
0: drinking it all the time. All so. right, well, I'll drink it for you. We yeah. are in First Kings. First Kings
1: thirty five thirty six. We read last week, but we're going to finish that up this week. There in Chapter 8, right? Right, 36. Yes. yes. All right, let's do it. So I won't read through that again because it was just talking about um, one of the questions last week that we asked when we were finishing up was... Uh, are there specific reasons for calamity in other words you can't say you know that the Joplin tornado is because there was a lot of sinners in Joplin you know there's sinners in every place and there's holy people in every place so you can't always define it that way but but I want to read just a little bit and I'm not going to read all of this cuz I you know I it's important the words important but most people don't tune in to hear somebody read the bible to them so I don't usually <laughs> read a lot of outside scripture but I'm going to read this is out of Leviticus and And so it's talking about, uh, actually there it's talking about specific uh, acts of obedience and disobedience and the reward for both. So I just, I want to read a little bit of it because, you know, we think sometimes because of grace and mercy that, well, God doesn't punish me for doing this because, you know, it was all taken care of at the cross, so he doesn't punish me or whatever. And and I know this is Old Testament, but I just want to read, I've heard people say, man, I wish we just lived with. Under the law, because then we would know exactly. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> yeah, I don't either. There's some, uh, that might be all right in some areas, but but you know, people use the reasoning that at least we would know. Yeah. In other words, it's defined what you can do and what you can't do. But so, let me just read a little bit. This is Leviticus uh, chapter twenty-six, and actually, the the heading here is reward for obedience, and then as you get down to verse fourteen, it's punishment for disobedience. So. It says, uh, "Do not make idols or set up an image or a sacred stone for yourselves and do not place a carved stone in your land to bow down before it. I am the Lord your God. Observe my sabbaths and have reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you follow my decrees and be careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season and the ground will yield its crops and the trees of the field" their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting, and you will eat all the food you want and live safely in your land. I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down. No one will make you afraid. So again, it goes on and on there about reward for obedience. Let me just read a couple of verses when you get to 14. But, and that's always a word that's like, you know, something's coming here. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, well, I love you, but, yeah, you know, you, you follow <laughs> that up trying to butter them up before you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it says, But if you will not listen to me and carry out all these commands, and if you reject my degrees, decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so violate my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will bring upon you sudden terror, wasting diseases and fever that will destroy your sight and drain away your life. You will plant seed in vain because your enemies will eat it. I will set my face against you. So that you will be defeated by your enemies; those who hate you will rule over you, and you will flee, even when no one is pursuing you. So, uh, you know there are circumstantial things we can look at. Things, and and I always tell people when when you have problems, if I have financial problems, then I need to. Is it my fault? You know, the first place to look when you're when you're struggling is it within yourself. So you know, I am I being. Obedient. Not that I'm being perfect, but am I striving for that? It's just like we go back to David all the time, a man after God's own heart. I mean the guy <laughs> slept with another man's wife, had the guy killed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a major right. cover up. Yes. I mean it's we act like everything today is new when politicians yep. or somebody, <laughs> you know, does something, but mm-hmm. I mean it goes all the way back. And so there are penalties or circumstances where we bring things on ourselves, and that's exactly what's saying here
0: if you do this things are going to go well if you don't do this things are not going to go well yeah and and i i've processed that thought from the standpoint i was ministering to a family the other day uh, and it's a family that always seems like they're having problems mm-hmm. <laughs> and i met people along the journey of my faith that always problems always right. issues from practical to Financial to physical to spiritual, and I always, you know, I don't want to ever bring judgment, but right. man, I've just met some of those people along the way. It's like you are always having problems. Mm-hmm. What's the deal, man? <laughs> yep.
1: Well, it's like I mean, if a man won't work, let him not eat. I mean, that's what you know. But mm-hmm. they don't. People don't want to hear that. Oh well, I lost my job and I this and that, and and then they complain about their health, but they smoke and they drink and you know have bad. Uh, health habits. So, so there are things. Not everything is that way. But I always look within myself. If I, if you're having a financial problem, then you have to look at: okay, am I paying ties? Am I giving? Am I being faithful with you know with God's money? In other words, and and there's stories in the Bible about being faithful with money and the rewards for doing that. Yeah. You know that you'll be not. We throw that word around prosperity, which most people look at as extreme mm-hmm. prosperity. You know, I'm prosperous if I can pay my bills and eat, you yep. know, I mean, that's <laughs> prosperous, but some people want to use it, you know, for everything. But, and then, uh, you know, I just asked the question cause I used to hear, uh, brother Henson said this a lot. Do you ever feel like he- the heavens are brass? That's a kind of a, and it's like, I do. There's times when you pray and it just seems like nothing happens. And, your prayers don't go past the ceiling or whatever, so you know you can bet I've had those feelings at
0: times. That what is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't relate to that one. I actually have an old book called "When the Heavens Are Brass," but when I really think about it, I'm like, what does that mean? I don't. Well, I think probably it. You know, you could say, or the
1: heavens, gold, or the heavens. In other words, it's something that yeah, you're not penetrating. <laughs> I guess the, uh, you know, the heavens feel like they're sealed up with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I guess, but yep. um, and then uh, it. it The statement is that we can expect something to happen when we turn. You know, he reminds God of who we are. We're your servants. We're your people. And, you know, I think we said this last week. You don't have to – you're not reminding God. I mean, God knows what he said. But I think it's just uh, reiterating the fact that we know that we're his people. We expect – I mean, you talked about it last night a little bit, but we expect – God to do what God said He would do. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with bringing, not bringing God to accountability. That's kind of a bad way to say it. But but you know He promised this. I should be able to ask yeah. that faithfully, believing that He yep. can do that. So, um, but He He reminds God that we're Your servants. We're Your people. Not as if He owes us something because of that, but just that we're faithful you know we've done we and in this case Israel God's chosen people God said you're my people i mean it's it's a little different even than us saying you know we belong to god and we're his people and we've been grafted in and you know it was kind of a better known thing i guess you would say back then but um and then it, it he says teach us the right way to live and sometimes people use that like well i don't know what i'm supposed to do and you know, I don't know. Is this wrong and is this wrong and those kind of things? And it's like, you know what? I mean, we have the Bible, we have the church, we have all kind. Of, I said, people in the United States really have no excuse, right? I yes. Mean, <laughs> if nothing else, you drive down the the highway and there's a billboard that said Jesus saves on it, or yeah, yeah. There's all there's something in America that everybody should. Mm-hmm. They won't have any excuse. Yeah. There are other countries that legitimately could stand before God and say. I didn't know. Right. You know, nobody ever told me about, about this Jesus that you're talking about. I've never heard that
0: name before. Thus, the reason so. Francis Chan is going to be a missionary now. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, I'm fishing in the same pond and it's all about who's got the coolest lure. Yeah. I love that illustration I <laughs> <that he used. laughs> Yeah, it
1: is. It is. Well, along with that, too, it says, uh, you know, he called us to be fishers of men, not swappers of aquariums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on with that one. But um, 37. When famine or plague comes to the land, or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when an enemy besieges them in any of their cities, whatever disaster or disease may come. So this is one of those, it's not if things happen, it's when things happen. It doesn't say, if you're not living right, things happen to come along. I mean, it just says, and again, the New Testament um, verse that goes with that is, in this life you will have trouble. I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's why we can't always uh, pinpoint, you know, we can't, well, I'm having financial trouble and I haven't been paying my tithes or whatever. If you search yourself and find that everything's good, then you can just say, I don't know why God's taking me through this. Uh, It's not my fault in this scenario, so I just have to accept it. And, you know, we all want to pray ourselves out of it for sure. But, um, and the thing that he lists, he lists famine which is usually from a drought, so there's no rain. And that was very important to them. They were mostly farmers. But uh, plagues, blight is before. Uh, blight comes, then mildew comes, and then death comes to crops. Is the, so he's talking about blight and mildew and then the locusts, the grasshoppers, uh, the enemy attacks, all those things uh, that he says uh, when those things come. I mean, it's going to go on in the next verse and, and talk about that. And he doesn't list, you know, it just says whatever disaster or disease may come. So he doesn't list those things, but we can, you know, we can look in our life and in, you know, disasters of fires and floods and everything else that that happens. And when all those things happen, so it says when those things come, verse 38 through 40 says, and when a prayer or plea is made by any of your people, Israel, so You've got all these things coming, and then it says, and when the people basically turn or pray, begin to pray about those things, each one aware of his own heart. So in other words, just what we're saying, you've examined yourself and spreading out his hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Forgive, and we mentioned that last couple of weeks. That's just all through this prayer of dedication. When the people cry out, forgive. That forgiveness is... Is so important to, I mean, life in general, but especially to, uh, between, with our relationship with the Lord. But it says, forgive and act, deal with each man according to all he does, since you know his heart. For you alone know the hearts of all men, so that they will fear you all the time they live on the land you gave our fathers. So, uh, and, and those troubles that were brought on affect uh, the entire nation. And we forget about that sometimes. We think that, you know, what we do, you know, what I do in the privacy of my home, yeah, maybe that's not right, but what do we say? But I'm not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. That's the, you know, and and I've heard people say it about, well, I, I hate to name, but homosexuality or any of those, I've heard people make that statement. Well, I don't care what they do. As long as they don't yeah. bother me, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we should care, not judgmentally speaking, but we should care when we know that somebody's lifestyle is not, you know, is not right. And I know there's a time to just you give up and say, "Hey, they've chosen this path, and yep. there's nothing I can do." It's that whole
0: concept of Old Testament, New Testament, that good and bad extend far beyond the individual, right? right. In every single scenario. Right.
1: Well, the story of Achan, you know, when Achan took. The the things were supposed to be devoted to God. And that's that um, with Joshua and all those things. That was really the the reason behind that. We talk about tithing and how tithing is not all that important, but that was the first city that they uh, captured. And the Lord said, the first of those was is mine. So they were not to take any of the spoil of, of war out of that. So in essence, it goes back to that thing that they were stealing from God. I mean, that's what we believe mm-hmm. when, you know, when you don't tithe and do the things that God says, you're stealing. Will a man rob God is what it says. And so that was the first city taken, should have been the first tithe. But Achan came along and thought to himself, well, you know, I mean, yeah, a little bit, that isn't going to matter. It's just, <laughs> it's kind of that, it's just a little sin. I mean, God owns everything. And these people were, Terrible people who had all this stuff. Shouldn't we get it? I mean, and I mean, all the people suffered for that. Right. It wasn't just. I mean, Aiken in the end, you know, was punished, and his family were all killed. But, mm. um, but that was a case of the the sin of one man affecting the whole congregation. Right. And that's why we don't. If we got that concept, I think if we really cared about people, you know, if I cared. Deeply about people in this church, then I would want to keep my life pure because my sin. You know, I could I could be that person and say, "Well, you know, what differences make what difference does it make if I lie, as <laughs> long as I'm not lying about somebody in the church, or then it, it doesn't yeah. matter." But sin affects all of those around us. Yeah, if, if we believe we're the body and we're all one in this church, then if I make the body ache. <laughs> Right. In some way, then, you know, I hold, I'm hold i held accountable for that. Yeah. And we say, well, the pastor is the only one that, you know, if, if you mess things up, you're responsible for this church. It's your <laughs> fault that, you know, the church doesn't grow. It's your fault that somebody didn't get saved. It's your fault that somebody's sick and you didn't visit. Or, you know, you, we pull things out like that. Blame it on you because you're the leader yeah. of the church. And I could take it further and say, well, I'm the Sunday school teacher or I'm the deacon or whatever. And I hold, well, we do, it, I mean, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. We are required to, to have a higher standard mm-hmm. because yeah. of that influence, in other words. But I still, the, the person who's not the teacher, not the deacon, not the preacher, they still have an accountability, even though we may not know yeah. what they're doing. You affect the family. Yep. And if we really believe that, then I think right. we'd all be more careful to protect this family here from from yeah. those things. Yep. I want the best for everybody. I don't want something that I do to affect, <laughs> you know, their prosperity or whatever you want to call it. So Amen. Um and the the other part of that is not only the, the sin affects everybody, but the prayers affect everybody. Yes. Yep. I mean Talks about where two or three are together or, or gather together in my name. So that's what we do when we come together. So the sin affects everybody, the prayer affects everybody. Yes. On the yep. positive note. And so <laughs> Amen. Um, we need to remember that when we look at the importance of prayer. Yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, you know, people pray outside the will of God too. I mean, that's the other. We said, well, God doesn't answer my prayer. Anytime do- God doesn't answer our prayer, not even intentionally, but we're praying out of the will of God. Because it says if you pray anything in my name, right, right. <laughs> you know, it'll be done. Well, people get, well, I prayed for somebody to get healed, and they didn't get healed. For whatever reason, God, that wasn't the direction that mm-hmm. God was going to take. I've I said many times about people who are sick, um, it's like if they don't make it, it won't be for lack of prayer. Because people were praying here and yes. every other church and maybe around the world praying for somebody, yeah, and, and they
0: die anyway, right?
1: It doesn't mean our. Well, we got to do a for,
0: podcast on that sometime. But you, your former wife uh, mm-hmm. passed away of brain brain cancer yeah. or whatever, yeah. and I'm sure you prayed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were praying everywhere for that, and yeah,
1: you know, and you hate to. People will say, "Well, it wasn't God's will for them to die." Well. It's not God's will for any of us to die. His perfect will was that everybody would live in the garden of Eden, right? <laughs> I mean, that was the will of God, yeah. but because of sin, we brought things on that are out yeah. of our control. I don't know you know why those things happen people that's the probably the biggest question anybody ever asked God why mm-hmm. they, you know yep, the wise and the why do bad things happen to good people? That's the other you know thing that's unanswerable. Mm-hmm. and the Bible talks about that. it says quit arguing about unanswerable questions, yeah, and so I'm not. I'm not arguing about it, but every time we ask why about something, you know, you can say well, <laughs> they had a car wreck because they were drunk and uh, there are some yeah. answers to some things. Yeah. <laughs> but so many things it's like it's not for lack of prayer, but yes. So anytime we're out, you know, we're not getting the answer we're looking for, we're somewhere out of the will of God, not because we were selfish or anything, we just don't know the will of God. If I knew the perfect will of God, I mean, don't you think, you know, Jesus didn't pray for anybody <laughs> yeah. that died. I mean, they didn't die after he prayed. I mean, they did eventually. But those people that Jesus prayed, we say, well, he, but he was, he was God. Well, it was because he knew God's will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I mean, Lazarus, was, come out. Yeah. Lazarus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lazarus. Hey.
0: Oh, Lazarus.
1: <laughs> come on. People are uh, watching
0: here. <laughs> next grave. Okay. Yeah. But
1: my One of the funny. Next tomb little comic things I saw one time is like Lazarus is coming out of the grave and he's looking around and he's like, four days, huh? I'm sure flies when you're dead. <laughs> so, uh, he he probably said that to Jesus. Right. That's probably based on factual things. But uh, but praying, I, and I mentioned this many times, probably in many different areas, but uh, praying in vain and people say, you know, we you're praying in vain. Praying in vain has to do with praying for things that are uh, – it. it we pray for the weather, you know. Lord, give us sunshine today because we're trying to get our roof on our house. And somebody else is like, Lord, give us rain today and make our grass grow. And uh, you know that's praying in vain. That's let, let, that's the praying.
0: Laker, let, let the Lakers win the championship. Right. <laughs> Lord, the he'll, chip. Come on, LeBron. He'll Steph Curry. I know that's so Lord, I know that's the it. Lord's will. <laughs> right. That's why he <laughs> took out Steph and Draymond uh-huh. and. <laughs> It's well will. <laughs> well, see, that's the
1: only way that LeBron could have beat Golden State was <laughs> taking Steph out. So, yeah, no, we better I'm up. fine with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we better uh, move on, or we're going to have a lot of people mad right here. So. Um, but uh, and and the other thing, I several years ago I did a, and I'm not sure what the occasion was, or if it was just one of those times I was speaking on Wednesday night or whatever. But um, I went through and and pulled up pictures of people because i've been in this church my whole life so i've seen a lot of people pass on mm-hmm. i mean and uh, now i'm getting to be the age of those people <laughs> but um i put together a thing with pictures of these people and and the the uh, topic or whatever was that what we have here today is not because i prayed i mean sure I, it has to do with my prayers but a lot of the things that are this church being established, this new building as opposed to the old building. You know, the fact that you're here today, there were people who prayed in the past and said, let this church always prosper. Let this church always have a a good pastor. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I had those pictures of all those people. Of course, to a lot of people, that didn't mean anything because they didn't know those people. But to me, I think about, you know what, some of my privileges today to be able to sit in this church is because of what my ancestors mm-hmm. prayed. Yes. What my grandma maybe prayed. You know, we hear that all the time. I am what I am because grandma prayed for me. Yep. You know, it's true. And we forget that sometimes. Right. We want to take all the credit because we're the ones who are here now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my tithes that are, you know, paying for this church, it's my <laughs> efforts that have brought this church this far. Yeah. Well, I might have had something to do with it, but man, there was a lot of people.
0: Yeah that have been through this church. Well, and something as simple as I was talking to uh, Pastor Craig, our associate pastor here, that uh, something as simple as a building, you know, that mm-hmm. the churches that are trying to build a building right now, I'm like, that's so expensive in today's mm-hmm. culture. I mean, if we had right now, you know, I think of our budget, and which isn't bad or things of that nature, but if we had to build a building right oh, yeah. now and try to figure that out to, to build this building that we have now, mm-hmm. 2019, 2020, that would be a big effort. Right,
1: right. We were able to free labor that we had and all yeah. the things and and again the prayers of you know the little ladies who never taught a Sunday school class or mm-hmm. whatever but they prayed and read their word and you know they're responsible and we can't go back and thank them but but we need to realize that that our prayers now are going to affect the future generation. Yeah. We want to pray Lord help our church grow now. You know, Lord help us do this now. I mean everything is about Right now, while I'm alive, so I can see this and so I can enjoy it. But we need to be praying that in the future, this church makes right decisions in in pastors, you know, 50 years from now when you're gone. Yep. You know, we need
0: to, (laughs) 50 years, that'd make you 90. Yeah. Pastor will be here in a little while as soon as he can get. I hope they come out with a Mountain Dew prune juice virgin by then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be. You start serving that for communion.
1: You know, my my Sunday school class is kind of old in there, so yeah. you know, we better move on and make them mad too. But anyway, uh, you know, the the revivals, all those things that have been. And then it, we like to credit ourselves with praying for things that happen. Well, it was my prayer mm-hmm. or it was. You know, it goes back to um, Oral, Ro- Oral Roberts and uh, um, Catherine Kuhlman, mm-hmm. you know, those people. And I'm not saying they weren't uh, gifted in the area of, you know, healing mm-hmm. with people. But, you know, people take credit for things sometimes like it was their prayer. Yeah. And it's kind of like the old, the old saying of, um, uh, you know, I'm going to beat you up. And it's like, well, you and whose army? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's kind of the same Principle there of well I prayed well yeah you and whose army I yeah mean, we we think oh it's, I, I, must I have brought
0: been. that point up the other day with Kanye West that just got mm-hmm. saved I I'm hugely for it like mm-hmm. I'm really grateful I've seen some of the videos going to jails and you know he went to Joel's scene's church and right. that was a little controversial with some people etc I'm totally cool with everything I said my biggest concern is that again that people don't follow him or it becomes right. almost like a cult, you know. Right. It's like, okay, he's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is the one who saved him, you know, that, right. that kind of thing. What's happening through his life is not because of him. It's because of Jesus, you know. Right. All right. The talent he has now, the talent he had before, that's all God-given. Uh and I'm not saying he by any means is not get, giving the credit to Jesus, but we as people right. Right. can start attributing God's stuff to to human people. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I've thought before And, you know,
1: I think everybody's skeptical because, you know, you and I both have seen people who, you know, claimed Christianity and it was almost like it was a gimmick, mm-hmm. you know, that they, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a Jesus follower now. But then the lifestyle, nothing changed about anything other than them making that statement. And, and then I've seen, you know, movie stars or whoever it may be that claim it and then never follow through with those things so you know there's a skepticism to it but i think with with any new christian the question whether or not they're um popular or just your run-of-the-mill guy it's just time will tell time will tell if kanye west is is serious and is going to follow through or and i'm not even saying that he's planning on it being a gimmick but if it i don't want it to turn into that i'm just like you are i want man i hope he's Extremely successful, mm-hmm. yeah, but not just because oh it's the newest thing and and we don't care about the message of these new songs that he's putting out. We just like his music, so you know that's not going to be influential or whatever. So I'm praying for the best for him mm-hmm. yeah. and those those that he's able to uh, influence. But um, and then each one of these things has to do with forgiveness before uh, prayer, and we're going to get into this the next time a little bit, but. Uh, it says, um, each one aware of his own heart. So again, we we search our, you know, it says, search my heart, O God, see if there be any wicked way in me. I mean, that's a prayer uh, in Psalms. And so that's what we need to be doing. But in this verse, it says, each one to his own heart. And that talks about spreading out the hands toward Israel. We mentioned this just uh, briefly, I think, on the last podcast. But stretching out the hands, we still, we're not Jewish here. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, I mean I love the Jewish culture teaching beliefs, you know the of course, the major one is that Jesus is not Messiah. Yeah, we got a big <laughs> we got a big difference there. <laughs> but outside of that, um, you know Jesus was a Jew. So you know for following Jesus, there was a lot of things that he did that we continue to do. and we can read and when we talk about this next time, uh, people will say, well that was that was just a Jewish thing. We don't do that anymore but it's what do we say reach your hand towards somebody when you pray yep. you know lift your hands uh, i'm praying a blessing over you well generally what you do you raise your hand over you yep. know, reach out towards the people and say a blessing and we uh, we read the scripture last week about daniel turned towards the temple to pray you know every morning he got up and turned towards the temple and and jonah said i you know i t- turned towards the temple to pray it was a it was a given thing i think people actually built their homes and things so that they could have a window or whatever they could reach Hmm. toward the temple. And I, and I've seen people, um, Jewish people, I went to Israel and a lot of them at certain times of the day, I mean, it's prayer time and they stop wherever they are. I mean, it's not like, you know, if, if you were at Walmart and you know, all of a sudden your watch goes off at three in the afternoon and that's prayer time, they would stop right there and pray. Yeah, It wasn't like Oh well, I'm you know, kinda of busy or I'm kinda of tied up right now. And they would turn towards Jerusalem mm-hmm. to pray, uh towards the temple if if they know that's the side of the temple or whatever. So so the stretching out of the hands is um is not something, you know, ridiculous. I know there's churches that don't worship by raising their hands and things they I think that's uh, whether it's not for us today or it's not necessary or but how many times do we say reach your hand towards mm-hmm. the sky as we pray. So so this whole thing and, and again I don't want to start into this because <laughs> it's I I, I want to do it all in one all right session when we talk about, you know, stretching forth of the hands with the basically the priestly blessing is what you're talking about. So it's a little little bit of a detour, but it still has to do here with stretching the hands towards the temple, stretching the hands towards heaven, those kind of things. So so we'll just go ahead and wrap it up here, and we'll that's a that's your teaser for
0: next awesome. week. Awesome. Yeah, there so, you go, the hook, bringing yeah, it back for the next episode. Right. I'm lifting my hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, yes. for that Mountain Dew I drink <laughs> yes. during the show. It was wonderful. It was blessed. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening to us. We will talk to you next time, Verse by Verse Edition with Rick Maynard.